The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro Eastside. Happy weekend, everybody. I'm Eric Osnes from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage. Ooh, happy weekend. Yeah. Listen to you. I had a happy weekend last weekend. weekend. You did. I did. Yeah? Yeah, because yeah, I was on my Why? boat. Oh, well. I had some people know. give me a little bit of chastising because apparently a lot of people out in Andrews Bay when we had that like super warm weather last weekend, uh, they were like, they're not social distancing. I was like, okay, well, in my little raft up we were, but I know not everybody else was. But, yeah. you know. Well, after a few uh, adult cocktails, people are probably saying social distance this. <laughs> Stop. I did hear that. I thought they shut that bay down. No, it was like a summer day. In fact, it was um, almost a little worse because since people can't go anywhere, a lot of marinas are Mm -hmm. shut down in the San Juans and you can't go to Canada and all that Mm -hmm. other stuff. There were actually uh, very sizable boats. There was as big as we think around like a 74, 75 footer out in Andrews Bay, which is pretty, pretty unusual. (laughs) We were out in the boat a little bit this that last weekend, too, uh, on Puget Sound, though, doing a little fishing. Looking yes, because you were now finally, released finally to open. do that. Yeah, looking for the elusive link. I didn't didn't catch any lings over the weekend. Got a few a few uh, sand dabs. Okay. And uh, you were dabbling in the sand dabs. That's right. Uh, Ellie actually managed to catch a sea cucumber. I'm not really sure how she got that. What? I'm sure she didn't. I'm sure it didn't bite the hook. It just kind of came on. Got drug up, up the, on with, it with the rig. <laughs> somehow. Since she's looking at this, I don't know if you have you seen a sea cucumber. I know what they are. Yeah, yeah, they're long. You know, yeah. but this one's about a foot and a half. They look long. like cucumbers and uh, soggy well, cucumbers, sort of or sort something of. else. Yeah, well, okay. Um, but uh, call but, yeah. them what they are. They are an echinoderm. They're part of the starfish family. Uh, they have. If, and of they, course, and, you went to the nerd version. And you can eat them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, but but there's two ways, two parts that you can eat. There's mm-hmm. the skin, which I'm not a big okay. eater, although there's many cultures that believe that's uh, medicinal and leads to manly virility. Uh, but uh, okay. but on the inside of the... So was Ellie asking you to eat <laughs> it? No, she wasn't. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you split it open, there's five strips of muscle inside. Okay. And if you peel those off and cook mm-hmm. those, it tastes like a razor clam. They're delicious. Oh, yummy. Yeah. That so, sounds really good. So Is that what you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had some, had some uh, fried sea cucumber. Along with some sand dab. Delicious. Yeah, there you go. I never get invited to your house for dinner, although right okay. now it's well, not appropriate. But, yeah, I know. Well, you know. one of these days we'll get that figured out. You yeah. Know, getting, uh, getting well, the, uh, yes, it's so hard to figure out. <laughs> call, call text or call, hey, right. we're eating. Yeah. Come on over. Okay, yeah. deal. I look forward to when we can do <laughs> that on a more – although – for our listeners, if you can't see us right now, which I know you can't if you're on the radio or oh, listen to this gosh. on podcast, uh, we we do have a new setup at the studio. We are here in the studio with um, what we like to call these sneeze guards between us. <laughs> that, that feels very prison-like. <laughs> so, so Monty in the studio made these, I guess, and they're, yes. they're actually 
they're pretty very cool. Nice. They're nice yeah. wood frames. Yeah. Looks they're like very sturdy. Looks to be knotty pine. Mm-hmm. Uh, got some nice plexiglass in there. Yeah. And uh, you know, it it uh, it looks great. Uh, good job, yes. money. You know, putting yes. that all nice together. Yes. Nice job on the. Uh, corners you know they're well well done on yeah. all of that with the miter saw and i'm assuming any of you that have seen a movie where you know the person's in prison you know talking through the yes. window that's sort of what it looks yes. like here feels like yeah <laughs> very much so very much yeah. so in fact we just uh yeah we've we've uh, done a facebook live with this little yeah. setup so if you that's do want right. to find my uh, public facebook page uh you can see what we what we did with these earlier so <laughs> kind of fun Kind of fun. But, uh, you know, it's new and fun, interesting times nowadays. And uh, I'm sure, well, as uh, many people, if they're working with me and my team, are going to see, we also just had um, Constantine just put some requirements out around face masks, you know, being used if you can't provide social distancing. They're, you know, getting into that phase of things right now. And uh, our team, Making sure that we're staying on top of all of this. Just got done buying several hundred masks for use. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yes. So that we can, you know, because, well, because in the limited essential, like you're working from home quite a bit, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Sure. Um, and I'm I'm doing that as well. I, I've always worked from home anyway, but um, but the whole idea of Zoom calls for our consultations and things like that, but I do still need to get out in public mm-hmm. to show property. Yes. And so with that, you know, we have the masks available so that of our Customers happen to not have any. We can have them available for mm-hmm. them. We have them available for us. You know, if you're attending an inspection, same thing. We got to have that. I, I will say some of the um, like sewer scope guys that we work with were cracking me up the last time I ran into them because uh, they they're drawing like little smiley faces on the outsides of their masks. <laughs> so oh no! <laughs> trying to put facial I features it. on it. I love so, it. So <laughs> uh, you know I. I I will say while this is a hassle and there are sad stories which abound, there are people who are coming into all of this with good humor. Of course. And well, you have to appreciate when that right. shows up. You just have to carry on. You know, yes. let's 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 get through it. Although mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't know, some some of this it's getting a little bit bordering on the silly. Mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta admit, uh, it gets a little frustrating. But um, you know, it's it's all for a good cause, so we'll keep keep pressing on and let's hope we can get our economy opened up you know as quickly as possible here yeah from my perspective well in a safe and responsible way of yeah course. so do you okay all right we're kind of re- okay so for our listeners a lot of what this show is going to be about is some numbers and yeah. we are going to talk about some employment uh, and unemployment i should say mm-hmm. uh, numbers coming up uh but speaking of those numbers do you want to go ahead and talk rates and sure. then we can get into that for like the body of the rest of the show because we've got numbers around unemployment but then also um, for those people who own rental property, later on in this show, we're going to be talking a bit about kind of like Rental Housing Association sure. and the questions that they're getting um, from their membership base that, that could be of use for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the mortgage markets are staying uh, relatively flat and stable thanks to the Federal Reserve, who's spending roughly around $6 billion every day uh, to prop up the mortgage markets and keep those stable. Um, so right now, the national average for a 30-year fixed-rate conventional mortgage is 3.25%. You know, fantastically mm-hmm. low low rates right now. Uh, 15-year fixed rates are averaging 2.98%. FHA and VA uh, uh, transactions are right around 2.75%. So just unbelievably low. And jumbo, though, mm-hmm. in King Pierce, Snohomish counties, 
That's anything over $741,750. Those rates are still up there a little bit. 4.375 is the national average this week you know, okay. for jumbo loans. So we are seeing fewer jumbo lenders participating in the markets now. Mm -hmm. Many have suspended their operations. They're backing off a little bit. Right. You know, to kind of wait and see what happens, um, you know, with, with these uh, forbearances. Which is, yeah, I was going to say, and that's not a surprise because this is the same kind of thing that happened 2007, 2008, yep. 2009. Yep. We didn't have those loan products actually for quite some time. No, that's right. Um, we we saw we saw those those segments of the industry contract. They're not all gone, but some of them are, you know. And and part of that is because of the the uh, forbearance programs that are in place right now due to the due to this pandemic. Right now, there's about 4.1 million loans currently in forbearance. That equates to about 7.9 percent of the whole pool of, of mortgages out there. That's you a know, fair it's, number. It's a big. It's a big number. Yeah. Um, the concern with that on the on the lending side is that the loan servicer, who you make your payments to, um, must forward mortgage payments and taxes and insurance, whether or not you've made your payment. So those payments have to get forwarded to the investors. So that has a mm -hmm. couple things happening. Number one, it it um, you know these these servicers are are really struggling because they're having to cough up you know, the money to forward those payments, even though they haven't collected it from a, a, a borrower in forbearance, to the tune of about $8 billion a month industry-wide. It's a big, big number. That is a big number. And uh, and so at some point, um, now they are going to ultimately be, be, you know, bailed out or backed up by the federal government on that program. But uh, the federal government right now is saying, no, you got to make at least four months of, of payments forwarded before you know, you can sort of stop doing that, and, and we still don't know when they might be, you know, bailed out if there's any sort of right. accommodation for that. Um, even local governments are starting to prepare for fallout from this forbearance program because... How so? Well, 17% of the mortgages out there uh, pay their taxes directly. They don't pay that escrowed through their mortgage oh, payment. Oh, gotcha. So for those folks, are they going to make their p tax payments? Right. You know, maybe, maybe not. And if they don't, you know, that's going to have a direct impact on, right. on the, the revenues for local government. So, yeah. so they're starting to worry about that as well because, um, you know, they're not going to be able to rely on timely payment of mm -hmm. property taxes, which of course are due at the end of April and the end of October, right. as I always realize yeah. on April 29th and October <laughs> 30th. It's like, oh, I forgot to do it. Yep, so race out there yeah. and make those payments. Yeah, the only one that I pay out of pocket is um, for my boat slip. Because mm -hmm. my other properties that I have, I've got two rental properties and my personal, in. yeah, yeah. I, they're all escrowed, so I don't yeah. need to worry about it. Did you know in Washington State, if you take out a mortgage and you want to pay your taxes and insurance separately from the mortgage, there's a charge of a quarter of a percent loan fee by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. Is there? Mm-hmm. Yes. If and is that because it increases risk yeah, if somebody it, it, doesn't do it, it? It increases risk, and plus the servicer doesn't get to hold reserves for your taxes and insurance, I suppose, so they're not earning interest on that money. Uh, but Oh, so but they yeah. actually do earn interest One, on those funds well, while they they're do. sitting there? They don't pay it, but they, they could earn it, sure. And what happens is, uh, yeah, it's a quarter of a percent loan fee. Now, so so if you go to You know that's kind of irritating now that you say that. No no no, I've always wondered about that. It's irritating mm -hmm. because I have business accounts and I can't earn interest on my business accounts. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not 100% sure on on the mechanism, so don't quote me on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't okay. know right. what they're doing on that, but I can tell you that um, 
uh, yeah, that if you want to pay your own taxes and insurance separately from your mortgage, number one, you could only do that if you put at least 10% down or have at least 10% equity in your home. Uh, but number two, uh, that there's going to be an extra fee for that. It's called a waiver of reserves. And that's a that's a what's called a loan level pricing adjustment that's brought on by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, not your local lender. So don't get mad at them. They're just passing it along. Speaking of passing things along, we have to pass along to a couple commercial messages. Yes. And we're going to be right back. We've got more open house with Team Reba talking numbers today. Stay tuned. Lots and lots of numbers. Be right back after these messages. Open house with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. Yes, yes, yes. Every Saturday and then also often on Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. And always on podcast. That's right. You can catch us on Stitcher, Spotify, <laughs> Spotify. Spotify. iTunes. Yeah, is that for toddlers? Spotify, <laughs> Spotify. or the dogs? <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> iTunes. You can ask a, Alexa. <laughs> I always thought that was a strange um, name for a company, but Spotify. A, yeah. Huh? I, you know what? There's so yeah. many bizarre yeah. names of companies out there nowadays. I just, I kind of, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. I, I think people yeah. have just run out of things because the ones that get me the most are when they take. What was a real word, and then they misspell put, it. Yeah, put a Z on, on it or an X on, on purpose. It or yeah, 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 to yeah. turn it to something else. Like and you're like, ugh. Yeah, because yeah, then it just yeah. like it 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 kills my autocorrect every time. <laughs> Good know? point. You know, but uh, anyway. Um, so yes, we're here and available all the time in any of those formats. That's right. Uh, and then of course you can always find us on our social media outlets if you want to see what else is going on or tracking what else is happening in our world. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it. I'm probably there. Mm -hmm. So look me up and uh, feel free to, you know, follow and or connect. Me too. Except I'm not really on the Instagram thing. I suppose I should, I'm on That's there, okay. but Sarah not really is. in a big way. Yeah. My niece Sarah is. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I suppose I should get, get going on that, but certainly yeah. Facebook and Twitter and, mm -hmm. and LinkedIn and all that. You yep. can catch me. Eric is my banker. Yeah. And well, and most of our enough. shows also get posted onto mm -hmm. those, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but um, anyhow, enough about us. Anyhow, yeah. Let's, let's talk about, so we were saying that this is going to be partly a numbers show yes. and talking about, you know, the impact of landlords. You know, the thing I meant to ask you when you were just going over some of those other numbers on the forbearances, is there a breakdown between owner-occupied and non-owner-occupied in that? Um, I don't have those statistics um, yet, although I can probably track those down. I would assume um, that they probably have them. Yeah. Just because we're going to talk about some of the landlord issues later on, right. I'm curious yeah. um, how many of them have requested forbearance because it's the tenants. Well, because, mm -hmm. I mean, well, we'll put it that this way. I mean, you and I have both been landlords. You're a landlord now. I'm mm -hmm. a landlord now. Yeah. And so these are things that do impact us. And I'm, I'm being personally impacted right now. Mm -hmm. I have um, a, my fourplex in Wichita, Kansas. I have a tenant who's unemployed now. You know, and they've been out of work and they haven't paid rent for two months, right? So I've got, you know, these are things I'm paying very, very close attention to. And I've got another one of them who hasn't lost their job, but they are taking advantage of the late pay. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And and my 
brother who is my property manager for that particular property is like, well, hey, I can't, you know, charge any late fees or any of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to that later in the show. But right, right. I mean, I'm just kind of curious as we break down numbers and we keep bringing this kind of information to our customers or not customers, but listeners that, um, you know, be kind of interesting to see what that looks like. For sure. Right. Because yeah. we've talked before that because we're going to get into some other numbers about what the unemployment rates look like by mm-hmm. segments. Yep. And because we have said part of the real estate industry hasn't been impacted as much because a lot of the people who've lost those jobs are in sectors of business that oftentimes aren't the ones buying homes, Correct. like the service and retail sectors. Yeah, they're the ones that are getting hit the hardest. Right. You know, without question. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, do you want to talk, though, before we get into the nitty gritty of that, do you want to talk about this like home price yeah. thing? Because yeah, we were talking true. about that on a Facebook Live earlier this week because mm-hmm. uh, we were breaking down some of these numbers and letting people know if you want to go and nerd out on what's happening in the state of Washington unemployment rates, um, you can go to esd.wa.gov. Mm-hmm. And that's for the Employment Security Department. Right. Right. And you can completely nerd out. They've got these Tableau uh, charts that show you know, what things look like every week up until everything hit. And then you see the segments of the market that have been hit. But what we're going to cover before we get into that dirty detail is um, this article that you brought that says the pre-lockdown home prices increase in double digits in some metros. Yes. And Seattle made the news again as part of that because we were listed as, as they pointed out, we were in one of the, the pricey markets um, comparing us with uh, San Jose, and that our numbers were up 11.5%. And we had actually been seeing not so much declines, but um, lower right. appreciation. Mm-hmm. And so now, even during all of this, it's actually gone up. And we have been talking about that for me and you anecdotally for weeks mm-hmm. that what we're seeing in the marketplace is still heavy activity because we had one week where real estate activities were not allowed and that hit us very, very short term. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they turned the faucet back on just a little bit, it came running back. And that was one of the things that we were looking at the numbers this week. The number of pending transactions is back to pre lockdown rates Mm -hmm. in terms of of velocity. Pretty amazing. Yeah, Yeah. It's really amazing. So, you know, on here they had numerous, what is it? This says, First quarter of 2020, there wasn't huge gains. Then we go into this quarter, and now suddenly we're seeing, uh, you know, I'm looking at 46 metros, mostly in the west and south, that saw price increases by double digits. Mm-hmm. That included places like Boise City, Eugene, Oregon, Colorado Springs. Those were some of the highest ones. I just mentioned that Seattle was in there. San, uh, We were at 11.5. San Jose was at 10.7, mm. right? And they, they only mention out of um, all these metro areas that they're calling out here, only a few of them saw price declines, and they were under 3%. And that was in Bloomington, Illinois, Shreveport, uh, Bossier, uh, Louisiana, and Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, some powerful news that's going on. You know, that we're seeing, because this is coming from your mortgage news daily, right? Like, right. this isn't mm-hmm. what we're seeing on the no. nightly news and the nightly news is reporting wrong. 
Well, it, yeah, the information gets regurgitated by a reporter who may or may not understand the, the market and the nuances mm -hmm. of the market. So, yeah, you don't always get accurate information when you're looking at some of that. No, and a lot of the yeah. stuff that's actually out in other kinds of formats is meant to just elicit fear mm -hmm. and sell advertising. Right. Right. You know, and that's one of the things like, you know, we've been sponsoring, you know, our own show for a very long time. And so, you know, we're we're not put in a position of having to to report something just to get advertisers right you no, know of course not. To, to get on our show right, right like right. we're just like here we're just going to give you kind of the raw truth do with it what you like but you know this is these are the numbers as they really are happening not someone's poor interpretation of them right right right, right, <laughs> you know? right. yeah absolutely so you know i i think that's again I, i'll tell people all the time the reason you and i do this show together you know for me, it's because having you on and the background that you have, I believe it, it lends a tremendous amount of credibility. Well, we sure try. I mean, we're trying to just mm -hmm. give good, accurate information. And what's funny, there's statistics out there that are, are pretty interesting, and it, it gives you a, a, a deeper look at, at how this whole pandemic is impacting different groups, different parts of our economy. Uh, we can definitely see that with the unemployment statistics you mm -hmm. know, when we, we look at the initial filings. And um, and we can also kind of I'm, I'm actually still digging for some some data on um, a breakout on foreclosures between owner occupied, non owner occupied, that sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. And for, well, and if you don't find it today, we'll bring it up. Yeah, on we'll track show. it down. But uh, but yeah, some interesting stuff out there. Some really crazy stuff. So, uh, Liz, you want to look at the unemployment numbers? Yes. Or do you want to talk more about what's going on in our local market with with home values? Well, I mean, I, I kind of just said, I mean, yeah. uh, we're already seeing that the Seattle marketplace itself, and, and it's not just Seattle, obviously, that's our whole metro area. So, you know, we've we've mentioned this before and on those Facebook Lives that we're doing twice a week now. So if people want to join in on those, they're on Tuesday and Fridays around 1 o'clock, mm -hmm. um, you know, and we have been talking for many, many weeks about what we're seeing because we've seen multiple offer situations Anything from Puyallup to downtown to Bothell, uh, you know, and all kinds of price points from mm -hmm. the, you know, the 200s to a million dollar price range. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of activity happening in the marketplace. And I just had this conversation with a new client earlier this week. Um, one of my past clients referred somebody to us. And as we went through kind of their client intake discussion with me, um, you know, I'm, I'm, asking him about the areas that they want to look at. And it was pretty broad. Mm -hmm. You know, he was saying because he works downtown at a very popular uh, prime company, we'll just say. <laughs> um, you know, he's like, I want to be on an I-5 corridor on the north end, like Northgate up to Shoreline. Or I want to be on the east side with, you know, Issaquah and Mammoth is kind of my primaries, maybe Redmond or Bellevue, depending on what I can get. And his price range is six fifty to seven fifty. Ooh, tough market in that. Yeah, and that's what I had to tell him. Was I'm like, yeah. Well, um, I'm just gonna really recommend that you make sure that we have all your financing yeah, in order. Yeah, that's right. Because Be fully underwritten. Yes. And prepare yes. for multiple offers. Right. Because you're gonna have them. Yes, exactly. Because in that price range, oh my gosh, we're we're gonna have a battle on yes, our hands. Absolutely. Especially because he wants move in ready. Right. Right. So those premium ready to go houses in most cases, you know, and even even when we have people who are selling a home that has some issues, 
because sellers are aware that it's a tighter market, mm-hmm. you know, they can they they still have negotiating room. Like this was one of the, mm-hmm. the challenges I had on another offer recently. Um the lender in that case, it wasn't you, mm-hmm. was kind of saying some stuff to my customers that isn't a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. You know, the place had been on the market for a few weeks and it does have some issues, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Right. And the seller had options mm-hmm. to take it off, fix the issue, put it back on. Mm-hmm. And they were considering doing that. And so they, they might've gone a bit overreaching in their orig- original ask. But you know, like I always say, I'm like, Hey, I'll do, you know, my job is to do what you ask. If that's mm-hmm. really what you want to do, all I can do is advise you on what could happen. And in that situation, it was like, hey, if you're asking for, you know, close to $60,000 of concessions, nearly 10% of the purchase price. <laughs> Not going to happen. Then, yeah, you know, probably. what's the worst that they can say? No. Yeah. And then you just need to be prepared on how you want to respond afterward. Because the what is the, the, the reality of a negotiation is you got to know what your high and low is on something. Mm-hmm. Right. Because otherwise, especially if it starts to get emotional for you, it's it's just not going to be a pretty scene. So right. you got to know kind of where do you want to land? Like where can you be comfortable landing on mm-hmm. that particular property and whether you get concessions or not? Like, do you like the house even enough that you would buy it even if you couldn't get the concessions? Sure. Right. Yeah. Or would you just be willing and able to walk away? Yeah. You got to know that. Well, speaking of concessions, concession stands open. We're going to take yeah. a quick break. <laughs> To run into your concession stand, which is... Or go get a snack kitchen. from the fridge, because most of y'all are probably working from home. So. That's right. We've got more Open House with Team Reba coming right back. We'll be back in just a few short minutes. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Yes, we are back with Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Osmond is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes. You know, I have a theory about okay. everybody working from home right now. And I think I've said this in previous shows, but the folks that are sitting there in their home, and they've been there now, what, month and a half or more, mm-hmm. they're realizing, I don't like where I live. Sometimes, yes. really annoying me. And they're either wanna, loving it or I, they're I, hating I want to buy something else. And my theory is proven by a statistic that just came out by Black Knight. Oh, no. And what? Th- they're tracking what? daily online home buyer property views. Oh, it's so, way up. So what's what's interesting, the way I kind of figure it is you've got somebody working from home. they got two computer monitors. Mm-hmm. they got they got the one in front of them, and that's like if the, not more. the work one, and maybe they wiggle their mouse every now and then, and you know, their boss knows they're working. And then they got, <laughs> they, they got, they got the other one over there. And and that one's got up, you know, real estate sites, you know. You mean they got Zillow, Zillow up? Or Redfin or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Well, let's you know, say Zillow because the, I'm a premier agent yeah, on Zillow. Well, me too. I'm in there, too. Yeah, yeah. I know. So, so um, you know, so Zillow's up and they're, they're looking at everything that's kind of popping up there. Right. Uh, so March 10th, we had a, a, a sort of a peak in online viewing and then it plummeted. So March 10th, we were up at around 670,000 um, home buyer property views. This is okay. a one week moving average. Uh, it hit its low on March 30th and that got down to about 420,000. Still not shabby. Um, now, uh, as of April, I, this ran a little bit behind April 23rd, uh, we're up to around 550,000 online views. So almost up to back up to the, to the all time peak. 
So I am not surprised. There's a we, lot of home looking out going on out yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. We we have been uh, just, of course, anecdotally because it's just my team, but we have seen tremendous amounts of activity. Mm-hmm. Tremendous yeah. amounts of activity. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a little nuts right now. So, and that, I think that's going to continue mm-hmm. uh, as as long as interest rates stay low. And uh, I would agree. And we just cross our fingers, hope we're not going to run into a bubble here. I don't know that we are. Doesn't seem. I really like it don't yet. think so. It doesn't feel that way. No. To me, it doesn't feel like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. No. I mean, like you're watching really closely what's going on for forbearances. If we start to see that change into something else, mm-hmm. you know, then yeah. Yeah, then then that that could that could happen. But right mm-hmm. now, there's still a shortage of inventory, but there's high demand uh, for homes. And oh, that yeah. will keep those, those prices up. You yeah. Know, so as long as that continues. Well, and and we're sort of like we've talked about this before. One of the reasons that our economy has done pretty well over the last you know numbers of years is because of the diversification, and some of those companies who are doing very well are located here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that has been helpful in that we've got. You know, a lot of That's strength, right. we'll just say. Absolutely. And I have to say, I you know, I'm going to give a shout out to people, too, though. I see lots and lots of folks really trying to help keep the restaurants in business. And the fact that lots of companies have also pivoted on how they are doing their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, that just shows, again, more of the creativity that this area has and its Absolutely. strength. You know, and, and also, we you know, we've got, like, gaming so you know there's lots of people doing online gaming, streaming video. There's a bunch of, you know, it's right, like right. all those Amazon Prime accounts, even though everyone's complaining, you know, like, oh, I can't get my stuff as fast. You know, Amazon did an amazing job with Prime mm-hmm. accounts. 65% of the United States has a Prime account. Right. And right. if you compare that to any other kinds of, you know, technology or any other usage, like even, even like cable, mm-hmm. it took – so much time for it to become more commonplace and to hit like the 70 percentile. Right. 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 And it's still not, you know, in fact, their, their business is even still struggling as we have more of these like streaming, you know, Mm -hmm. resources. Right. right? So, you know, it's good on Amazon. Rivaling the, um, you know, the, the, the uh, most dominant business probably ever in our history would have been the Hudson Bay company. Yeah. You know, but uh, Amazon is, is definitely up there. Yeah. hundred percent. Considering, I still remember when you, you went there to buy books, right? Yes. You know, that was yes. it. And then they added music. And it's like, wow, books and music. That's yeah. That's pretty cool. And now you can get pretty yeah, much anything. Pretty much anything you want there. <laughs> you know. Sort of, sort of Whether amazing. you love it or hate it, yeah. it's, you yeah. know, it's a thing. Uh, you know, there's another uh, thing that came out here uh, just recently, too, is that Boeing, um, mm-hmm. their CEO, David Calhoun, uh, said that he is about ready to start up the line in Renton, Washington for the yes. 737. Max. I had heard that that was going to be happening uh, probably by June. So yes. if that's the case, good. That's really, good news. Really great news. And I mean, obviously, it's not going to go right back to, I think at some point, uh, Renton was uh, employing about 12,000 workers mm-hmm. there. I, yeah, I they were, were cranking out about 52 planes a month, too, right. which was they, insanely, they, absolutely, just like an incredible volume. You know, we're, we're looking at, um, you know, they're hoping uh, that they will probably get up to around 21 a month. And by the end of uh, 2021, up to about 31 uh, planes a month there. But they've still got a lot of planes to sell that were mm-hmm. already built. There's roughly about 400 parked around. I think two mm-hmm. of them are over, 200 of them are over in Moses Lake. And uh, and other other you know high desert areas right. around the yeah. around the country. So they got some some inventory to sell, uh, mm-hmm. but but this is really great news for our, our local yes. uh, economy. 
the forecasts are that most people are estimating uh, 30 to 50 percent of passenger flying uh, to be recovered by the end of this year. So You know, I just had somebody ask me the other day, like, how quickly will I want to get on a flight? Mm-hmm. And and I know it's different for everybody. There are some people who are like, mm, no, thank you. I'm not going to do it anytime mm-hmm. soon. I'm one of those, like I already had, I have two trips, international trips that were in the process of getting scheduled Yeah, same here. before all this, right? Yeah. Well, you had one that was canceled. I, mm-hmm. I thankfully got to do my trip to Bali before this mm-hmm. um, and got it in just before the lockdown. But, you know, I've got a trip to Ireland that I need to finish scheduling mm-hmm. and I need to, you know, so... And, and now I need to find someone else to go with me, <laughs> right? Because I was dating someone. Now, was, ugh, okay, whatever, you know. So, um, so now, now I've got to figure that out. Like, I don't know. I'm going to take a friend. I'm going to, you know, take a date. I don't know. Um, may I just go on by myself? Probably not. You know, I prefer traveling with somebody. So I got to find somebody else who's willing to travel, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, my operations manager, her birthday, she turns forty in 2021. So we have. I mean, this is going to be one that some people will probably creep out on, but. We already had a Mediterranean cruise scheduled. Oh, wow. That's going to, you know, hit Italy, Greece, and Croatia, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, there's a lot of things that are like, well, we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see if that changes or maybe we'll go to different destinations. I don't know. But honestly, I already was doing a different protocol when I flew to Bali, which was sanitary wipes, hand sanitizers, much more washing Mm -hmm. of hands. We were already doing all of that. Right. Yeah, so you know, I I personally don't have a problem with continuing to do mm-hmm. it. Uh, I know that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, right? But on you know, and and here's the thing: we have Alaska Airlines here locally, and Delta has a hub here locally. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've had Port of Seattle on this show before. Port of Seattle, their presentations prior to any of all of this, I mean, they've been growing like gangbusters, mm-hmm. both at the ports as well as you know right, the right. the SeaTac location. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're just finishing, you know, that huge, you know, redo on the international mm-hmm. area yeah, because we yeah. had so many people coming in. So I'm going to be super, super curious again that what you're probably quoting is like what's going to be on a national level. I'll be right. cu- super curious to see what happens here. Right. And the impact to mm-hmm. these, you know, two yeah. big, big organizations that are local. Well, and, and we're, we're such a big uh, hub for international flight here as well. Right. So we'll see what happens, just, you know, especially to Asia. Mm-hmm. So cross our fingers, you know, that's yeah. an important part of our economy. And so much sure. of our exporting and everything mm-hmm. else that goes on yeah. too. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so you, you got to be paying attention to all of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole thing is everyone always is like, Oh, what's going on in the real estate market? I'm like, well, there's the real estate market itself. And then there's everything that impacts it. And a healthy economy is it. <laughs> for sure you know, yeah, critical. pretty much you know you have a crappy one Absolutely. then not so good times well i know you know I, I always think what can i do what can i do to help what, what can, can I do you do influence? well number one is uh, is i is support all your local businesses yes support your restaurants you know support you know everybody that's open and able to to, to function right now mm-hmm. you know so I'm, I'm making an effort you know to um you know, do as much of that as possible. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, everyone yeah. I know is as well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I very much appreciate that because, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking with some of my friends over the, this last weekend and they were like, oh, and here's, they're like, I have my favorite restaurants and coffee shops that I want to absolutely make sure mm-hmm. continue. Yeah. And they have like, they, they actually set up a schedule for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I do this too. day I'm doing this, yeah. this day I'm doing that, this day I'm doing this. And um, I haven't been as, I don't know, specific as that but mm. i am going to all the places that i do free because 
it's more than you know one hand's worth, right? Sure, that I've got is like yeah. people that I yeah. have connections with. So, you know, I'm going to a number of places, but then mm-hmm. continuing to encourage yeah. others as well. Yeah. And I know um, some people are getting very creative. I, I sat in, you know, as you know, Darren Hardy is somebody who I really enjoy in a lot of his leadership programs mm-hmm. and things like business. And, you know, we we did a webinar that talked about all different kinds of industries and ways that companies like restaurants could pivot. Even if you're not wanting to eat out all the time, if you're buying gift cards, mm-hmm. Helping them stay afloat by buying gift cards right now. Maybe they can't do the full thing for you, but you can Mm -hmm. keep them moving forward. Combination of buying from them as well as buying gift cards for future usage. Mm -hmm. Right? That can help people tide through. Absolutely. As long as you know they're going to be around. No, I get that. I totally get that. But the the likelihood of that is going to be bigger, you know, the more people are are willing to do it. Because there's, I mean, let's let's, let's get real. Amazon, average worker right now, the income is about $250. Mm-hmm. If there's some people with some extra income, you know, or, or just, you know, disposable income, there you go, right? And you and I were going to bring up later, there are some people who are targeting negatively against the folks who are there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, anyone who's in those kinds of tech sectors, and there's a lot of it around here. We, mm-hmm. we target Amazon all the time, but there's many more companies than that, that their workers are paid very, very well mm-hmm. for what they do. And this is a great time for them to step up, too, because everyone's ordering from Amazon all the stuff that they're having at home. But this is a great time for them to help support the other kinds of industries Mm -hmm. that are there for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. In fact, I I had to take a uh, Uber the other day and I was talking talking with the driver there and and I'm like, so how's it going? He's oh, so slow, so slow. Because, you know, there's no travel, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're delivering food. They're doing everything they possibly can to to, uh, keep busy. Well, Uber Eats, all of those kinds Mm -hmm. of things are, you know, keep them busy. That's right. That's right. I I have been happy to see the number of restaurants that have curbside pickup and that are, Mm -hmm. you know, shifting as much as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. I mean, good on those owners. Really adapted. Yeah. Yeah, It's good stuff. Yeah. Adaptability is everything because that's, you know, the number one trait that humans have against uh, anything else. So anyway, we're not going to adapt too much during the break time, but we do have to put a few messages in there for the station. And we will be right back here on Open House with Team Reba with more information on numbers and uh, getting into some stuff for landlords. Stay with us. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. The to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House. Thanks for listening. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. <laughs> and I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday and Sunday. Saturdays from 2 to 3, Sundays from 3 to 4. And then on podcast. That's right. Yes, if you can't meet or uh, be around for one of the shows during the weekend, you can always find us on podcast. Or if you want to go back and re-listen to something, or if you just want to hear how funny we sounded when we very first started the show, you can go back to episode one where we sounded super, super stiff. Yep, that'll be good for a (laughs) laugh. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yes, it is. Every once in a while, just to remind myself... Uh, where we come from because <laughs> yeah. we're coming up on five years I in know, a couple of months. I know a I, lot of episodes. There. Yes. A lot of words over <laughs> a lot of words and a lot of numbers. <laughs> so I said before the break that we were going to get back into some of the numbers. Yeah. So, cause we did get off the topic, the ESD.wa.gov, mm-hmm. right? So yes, we are saying support local businesses, but there's the numbers that are out there. Um, manufacturing, actually had a fairly high number at one point, Mm -hmm. but that also has tapered off. Restaurants, of course, 
very much hit hard at the beginning of the lockdown phase, but that has also been tapering off a little bit, right? Right, which is a big plus. Mm-hmm. Um, retail, I don't have that up in front of me. Do you have yours by yeah, sector? Yeah, I sure do. Um, retail, uh, we're talking about unemployment, uh, new new claims for unemployment, mm-hmm. and uh, these numbers run a little bit behind. But this is for the week ending May second. Uh, retail trade eight thousand six hundred eighty five. Filed for unemployment, although the previous week was ten thousand over ten thousand, so that number is looking um, quite a bit better. You know, yeah. for retail, as, as some businesses are slowly starting to open up, uh, construction uh, five thousand uh, jobs, manufacturing fifty five hundred claims for unemployment, uh, finance not really much of a change there, real mm-hmm. estate not much of a change, uh, professional and tech not much of a change. That's sort of understandable. Uh, Health care and social assistance, 10,500 uh, claims mm-hmm. for unemployment. Educational services, 4,300. I do want to point out on the real estate side of things, though, mm-hmm. I don't think you're normally going to find that many unemployment claims because most people are 1099. Right. Right. So this might be more in the support. So it's going to be on the admin of side the of things. Industry. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep, for sure. You know, and of course, uh, accommodation and food services uh, hammered. 8,721 claims, uh, although it's down from 10,000 to 43 the week before. Um, government, uh, not much of a change. Actually, numbers went down. Unknown, unknown has a lot of unemployment. 29,000 um, you know, unemployment claims are just sort of non-classified mm-hmm. uh, claims. You know, so overall, you know, statewide, we had just the week ending May 2nd, 100,691 uh, file for unemployment. You know, it's a it's a it's a big big number. Yes, it and, is. Um, we will expect that number to continue to climb, uh, and until we kind of get to this phase mm-hmm. two, phase three, phase four of of this this the plan. phasing of the plan mm-hmm. and the planning of the phase right. phasing. Yeah, that's the phase. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I still laugh. We're every using time data. I this that. is data driven. Yes, all kinds of data. Uh, we've been giving you data today. You know, yes, so lots of data. You could say our show's data driven, but we're telling you what the data is. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> so we do tell you the data, and we tell you where even... you can go find it yourselves. Right. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like a lot of times news sources kind of throw some stuff out, and they don't tell you what's behind it, exactly. right? Like where does it really come from? Mm-hmm. You know, and and we we want our listeners to be you know well educated on all of this and if you haven't already been looking these resources up let's let's talk about it let's let's put them out there let's have people really looking at the numbers and not just you know what they saw on their facebook post from a friend which is kind of fun so if you want to really uh, nerd out on it uh, go to washington state esd.wa.gov and you can pull up all the unemployment data you know and all types of different breakdowns breakdowns by demographics breakdowns by county mm-hmm. all that types of information it's a yeah. really good source I, oh yeah i i was uh plugging through that earlier this week and then saving that because i knew we mm-hmm. were going to try and prepare this for the show and i just I, I was fascinated going through it and just breaking down all of that and then of course i mentioned on our earlier facebook live this week that um even demographically between the uh breakdown of men and women like who was more disproportionately, if at all, mm-hmm. affected, and it was it was it was um, more weighted towards men. It was more like fifty five percent men compared to forty five percent women. Yeah, yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. yeah, very, very, very interesting. Well, and 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 this sort of vets out by sector also because you know it is really h- impacting hardest you know folks in in the food services, mm-hmm. you know, uh, accommodation, retail. 
you know, those are the ones getting hit. Which is why I still find it interesting. I, I'm wondering though, if part of it though was um, construction and manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, I you know, I hate to say it, but probably still more male dominated. Mm-hmm. You know, it like is. I was just walking my dog this morning, and mm-hmm. you know, they're redoing the roof on the school next to me because it's you know the kids are out already, and so they're doing some yep. of their projects sure. early, mm-hmm. um, which is good. And uh, yeah, they're ripping up the rooftop of uh, Thomas Teasdale Elementary. And it it was all dudes, <laughs> you know, but at least those guys are working, you yeah, know, so yeah, good for them. There go. <laughs> but there was a lot of heavy lifting going on. So, sure. you know, Absolutely. I get trying not to overly stereotype, but yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's some nasty looking work. I, I wouldn't want to do it. No. Uh, did you know another statistic? Roofers have one of the highest heart attack rates of all the occupations. What? I don't know why. Yeah, I got that from somewhere, and and uh, you're gonna I'm gonna have to go back and find the source of yeah, that one. Yeah, because we say we normally but, say uh, the story, right? The source. Uh, but but uh, yeah, it's a, like a really high statistic, and it's like, hmm, maybe it's I wonder fear why. of falling off the roof or something. I don't know. I, I figure you have to have a pretty the, hard the lifestyle that goes along with that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe That's so. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of um, high risk and things like that, let's talk about being a landlord right now in today's market. Let's. Let's come up with a new word for that. Okay. So think about that. It's such a okay. landlord. You know, it, it ah, sounds like, it sounds let like us a, rename it. Sounds it. like a villain. Yeah. How about? How well, that's like master bedroom. Uh, We've actually started saying the the owner's suite uh, versus the master bedroom because right, that's right. you know sure. I mean, landlord, warlord. You know, I right. I, I don't know. It's it's just okay. Uh, let's call it housing provider. Okay. <laughs> What a pleasant! I'm so, so amazed that this is coming from your mouth. Yeah, well, as okay. much as I would like to think of myself as a lord of something, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, I just you're, you're usually lord not so PC land. all the yeah. time, so I think it's uh, hilarious that you're the one. Okay, just, housing I'm, I'm provider. I'm kind of saying this a little bit tongue in cheek. Okay, but, um, I was going to you know, say, be, don't but, bite your tongue. But but I'm also seeing you know these uh, uh, things going on mm-hmm. you know in, in the political yeah. realm, and it's all against the landlord. You know, oh, let's yeah, get them and. Right. You know, the folks with pitchforks and, you know, fire right. and, and well, let's let's get on to like why you're caring about this. <laughs> well, uh, because uh, the this covid thing uh, has led to a moratorium on evictions. On evictions. Yeah. And um, but even leading up to that, you know, we were we were going that direction anyway because the weather was cold out, you know, a moratorium mm-hmm. on evictions and right and and, and sort of a war on housing providers yeah you know that's that's been that's been going on especially in the city of Seattle for quite a while so we thought we'd we'd pull up uh, some Q and a uh, from our good friends at the rental housing Association of Washington yes and 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 so if you happen to be a housing provider and you want to know some answer to these questions so I'm going to read off a couple questions and some yeah answers. please do no they were inter- you you mm-hmm. read a couple to me before the show so please do so if my tenant does not pay rent due to the current eviction ban, are they still responsible to pay it? And the answer is yes. They still owe the rent under the emergency rules. Um, you know, but you'll have to figure out how they're going to pay you back mm-hmm. for that. You know, best of luck to you on that one. Can I have? Can I issue a 14-day pay or vacate notice to my renter if they fail to pay rent? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. Part of the governor's statewide ban on evictions includes a ban on service of the 14-day pay or vacate notice, so you cannot. Start eviction proceedings. Can I issue an unlawful detainer 
if my renter fails to pay rent, meaning kick them mm -hmm. out? The answer is no. The governor has issued a statewide ban on evictions under an emergency order, which is currently in place through at least, well, this said April 17th. I think that's been expanded, um, you know, well, well through May. Um, question, what would rental owners consider if they want to offer their renters temporary reductions on rent? This is a case-by-case -case decision that each rental owner will need to make for themselves. Um, the uh, Rental Housing Association cannot offer specific recommendations due to federal antitrust laws. Well, I do want to make sure, you know what, we might have to do the rest of this on another show, but um, I just want to make sure our listeners know, if you want to have some of the other resources that you're talking about, go to rhawa.org, yes. and they do have a whole section on COVID-19. Absolutely. Well, I hope this uh, show is worth your while. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.